Smoke sounds. The smoke sound. In sap. <laughs> Hi there, guys. Welcome to Outdoors Brews and Barbecue. This is Carlos, your host. On tonight's episode, we got some returning guests. Uh, seeing as we are going to be having a beer, he specifically wanted to make sure he tasted here with us. Um, so over to my left, I got Chris back in the studio again. And like usual, my you're every gorgeous. episode guest. Your favorite. Hi, yeah. What Hi, up? <laughs> Uh, but in today's episode, we have some beers some in great from Kentucky. Beers. Right. Great, great beers. And these beers, well, I have, I've only tasted one. The other two, going to be surprised. I've only tasted, well, no, I've tasted two of these because I tasted one at home. So <laughs> You were like, I'm a little too cute. Are they from the great, <laughs> great state of Kentucky? They are all from the great state of Kentucky, and then we'll be finishing off the panel with something even greater from Kentucky. I'm KFC. But <laughs> it ain't KFC. Popeyes always wins, man. Popeyes. I didn't bring no Kentucky fried chicken, all right? <laughs> uh, but to start off on today's beer list here, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start off with uh, Blueberry Barrel Wheat um, from the same uh, beer company as Kentucky Ooh. Bourbon Barrel Ale, which we all have had. Yes. Um, Many times. Multiple times over. <laughs> but let's go ahead and let's get this blueberry uh, ale, wheat ale, circulating here. For me, just pass me the bottle. I know, I just got to pass you the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pass me the bottle. Pass. Pasame la botella. But I got to put some in front of the camera, so. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. So now that I got some here Give in the cup, we can put it right here next to this beer right there. A nice color right um, there. What the? What up? <laughs> He literally just covered up the cure corner. <laughs> Florida bass fishing. Also, that is not my Instagram. <laughs> Florida bass fishing, that's Ernie. Probably. Florida bass fishing would be Ernie. Probably. Uh, it is. I know that for sure. He's the only human being that talks more about fishing than anything else. And hockey. <laughs> now, that color looks pretty nice for this beer. I ain't going to lie. It's I'm going to pour nice myself here, the rest amber. of this bottle, into this cup here. And I'm going to have this cup for myself. Chen, <laughs> uh, you having some? I gotta pour some for Chen. Yeah, uh, pour some for Chen. Chen's gonna have this cup I poured here back here. Then thank you. You want a cup over there, Chris? Or are you good with a bottle? Bottle, thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. So, artwork's pretty simple. You know, they stuck to their typical, you know, front of the bottle, front of the can logo. Um, they didn't go too fancy. Uh, let's hand this over to Chen back over here. And then I'm going to taste it right here from this cup we got in front of the camera. I already have thoughts. It's got a... Thoughts, um, thoughts. It was like thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Don't start, bro. Don't start. It's got a sweet note there at the beginning as we, as you take it in. Oh. So this reminds me of a blueberry muffin. Oh. For sure. And in some beers, you know, it. I think it's tough because like there's a lot of beers out there that claim to have like uh a fruit like note or fruit aftertaste if you will this gives it to you right going in and going out i'm just saying so when it goes in you can taste it and when it goes out you can taste it too <laughs> i don't know man i think uh, it, it's richer when you're taking it in and it definitely gives me like that blueberry muffin yeah aftertaste um not bad for a summer beer uh, 
when I tasted it the other day at the house, I was actually barbecuing in the backyard, and it it definitely I wanted to drink the other four I I had brought, and I had to hold them, <laughs> so it was difficult to hold myself from uh, proceeding to the next bottle over in the lineup. So you had to resist. I had to resist. Um, I'm not gonna but, lie, you told me that 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 it was a blueberry barrel Kentucky. I thought it was gonna be a dark beer, just no. because I'm so used to like you know like. So I was like, oh, it's just probably a dark. And then I look at it, I'm like, wait, it's a wheat. <laughs> yeah, it's a wheat beer, bro. It kind of has the same really consistency good, as as the regular Kentucky yeah. bourbon barrel. It like, has, that, has that bite of the Kentucky. Yeah. Um, this but would like, be... it's nice, like, I mean, it has a nice like, color tone to it. Explosion in your mouth. Oi. <laughs> it, explosion. The color tone, as as you poured in the cup, man, that thing can confuse anybody. Cheers, chat. Thank you, Cheers. Marcelo. I missed you too, bro. Um... It almost confuses you for a borderline of a red ale. As far you as know, I'll agree with that. What what I like about it is that it's good on the bottle, but this on draft would be sexy as fuck. Mm. I think now, so. Now that you mentioned it's good from the bottle, I'm going to taste it from the bottle because I'm Did wondering, <laughs> does it have a different flavor from the bottle versus drinking from that cup? You know, there always is. Just, I love holding a bottle. Well, it's about the same. Yeah. Not big of a difference. For me... Kentucky, like it's like all Kentucky, but Kentucky bourbon barrels, like ales. I've tried this one, and I tried. I think like uh, was it? There's the only Irish? been one that I haven't been able to say I would buy again. But every single beer I've had from them has been great. The and, uh, the Irish stout one that they came out with a couple years ago, like mm-hmm. it was literally just sitting on a shelf at Total Wine. I tried it as a one off shoot. It was fantastic, and I went to the sales mm-hmm. rep. I'm like, where can I get more of this? And they're like, no, it was from a random case. We don't have any more. And I'm like, what the it was fucking yeah, amazing. Sucks, man. Because imagine this as a st- like as a stout with the same yeah. bourbon bar- like bourbon finish that it has. It's fucking fantastic, bro. Interesting. I mean, this one was on the shelf. That's where I first spotted it. It was solo, and then all of a sudden I found the four pack. I was like, oh, okay. Let me take the four pack. Let me get that before they're gone. Mm. And then I bought the solo to taste it to see whether it was worth the four pack or not. And when I tasted it, I was outside smoking near the barbecue and the wife came by and she tasted it and then she stole it from me. Nice. So I couldn't finish the beer. Yeah, because like... So I was like, shit. Well, now you can. But you know, this is something like, and and this is not like a shot at women or anything like that, but nine times out of ten, there's a lot of women out there that don't like to drink beer. They prefer like, you know, hard liquor, wine, things like that. Or really fruity shit. This is a happy medium. Like, I think this is a happy medium. Like, if Karina were here, like my wife, I would... I would tell her, hey, try this, babe. See how you like it. And it's it's really not bad. Like, honestly, out of out of the Kentucky bourbon barrels that I have tried, it's a it's a pretty good alternative. I would I would drink this. Like I would have this in my fridge. Why the fuck not? You fucks with it? I fucks with it. <laughs> the one that I haven't been able to do, bro, is that cream ale they make. Okay. I am not a fan of like cream soda. Like there, there's you know how the, already, the, the, think cream you there's want. always that weird kid in Te high gusta school. La crema. The, oy. Uh, hey. hey, there's always that weird kid that like, oh, can I get a cream soda? I'm like, who the fuck orders a cream soda? Me. Why? I like I, cream I, I soda. Didn't even look over. I was already, I was already <laughs> waiting for that. It, I was like, so it does it, it just tastes like sugar. It doesn't taste like fucking cream. It tastes cream. like delicious. If, if, if you're telling me cream soda, I'm thinking like, does it taste like milk <laughs> or some shit? Did you put like fucking leche condensada in it or some shit? That's what I'm expecting. But nobody drinks cream soda. I'm just saying. I do. Okay, all right, Bro, I've right. never been able to do cream soda. Okay, all right, if you walk into out of four people, fifty percent of us. If you walk into a cream soda, 
if you go to one of those like McDonald's, not the McDonald's, uh, no. fucking uh, was it Burger King has that little soda machine that you can pick like a thousand different flavors. It's not on there because nobody drinks that shit. Unsweetened iced tea. You know what? Though? <laughs> they do have cream Dr Pepper. I try that. Actually, uh, not. I like cream Dr Pepper. Cherry cherry Dr Pepper. Well, I like Dr I Pepper love. to begin with. So I like Dr Pepper too. I just stick to original. Ipacarajo. <laughs> no, nah, I'm weird like why, that. Why do I need to complex my head? Yeah. Complex. Complejo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you but know as far Rodrigo. as this Kentucky blueberry <laughs> uh, barrel wheat is an American wheat ale style with a light multi note of the sweet blueberry fruity taste um, that is a well-balanced with a hint of tartness and a crisp citrus finish. For those of you out there who are wondering on going to explore this Blueberry barrel wheat from Kentucky. It's really good, man. Like honestly, it's a great beer. I think so. Would nice you start. would you say this would be a great beer to season something with? Bro, mm, now that I think about it. Flavor. So hmm. what would you season with this beer? What would I season? I got one for you. And it's it's actually a bar a barbecue trick, I'll tell you right now. I would say. This is some pork. That's yes. exactly what so I was, was thinking. Like, so as soon as like, I went like this, and I smelled it, I was like, "Cuño." I was thinking, I was like, you know, I think pork would just really absorb the flavor and just have like a bit, like a bit of blueberry like hints while you're eating it. And it's, you're gonna be like, "What is that?" I'm gonna go one further. Mm-hmm. You make your own barbecue sauce at home and you put some of this in it to give it that sweet. Because you know, like there's, there's, so you know That's how like you know how some people make their own home barbecue sauce, like tomato paste, molasses, things like that. There's a bunch of different barbecue places that I've been to. By the way, there's one opening up here in Kendall called the Pox, Apocalypse uh, Barbecue. Uh, they, also, right, bro, I don't want no barbecue pox. <laughs> if that's the direction you're going, it's already enough. Already for the enough it's, of that. It's, a, it's a pop-up. It's a pop-up that's been around like Miami for a while. And then today on the New Times, they announced that they're going to get their own barbecue spot here in Kendall, which is going to be nice. Uh, so shout out to them. Really good barbecue. Fantastic. Um, but there's a lot of barbecue places around the country that make their own barbecue sauces from scratch, right? And I had one, where was it? In Atlanta, right? I think it was, was it Voodoo? It was one of, it was a barbecue place in Atlanta. And truth be told, the guy's like, yeah, we put beer in this barbecue sauce. And I'm like, how the hell? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, you have to cook it. Like you gotta, you just pour like, it's like a half of a shot glass in. And I'm like, so what does it do? And he's like, try it for yourself. And it was amazing. It had, it was one of the richest barbecue sauces that I've ever had in the sense, not in the rich sweetness, because you know, barbecue sauce is supposed to be mm-hmm. sweet. It was bold and smoky. And to this day, I have been trying to find that recipe just so I can steal it and make it. Not for you. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It, it was my, it was mind blowing. But this, I would put the shit in that barbecue sauce. Why not? The other thing that surprised me about this beer also was, it's APV level. A point. Because uh, when Wait, I taste it. Is A point? A point. A point. Ooh. Doesn't taste like an eight. Does like not it, it taste like an eight. Gives me more deceptive. of like a six. Uh, I would, that's what I thought when I first tasted it also was it was somewhere between the five and the six level. And then I started looking at the bottle, which is when it was stolen from my hands. Um, and when I saw it was an eight, I was like, oh, okay. This is, uh, you know, it's got a stronger kick to it than I thought. Yeah. Honestly, what I'm going to say is that this is a beer. Like, you know how uh, a couple episodes ago, one of the ones that we took part in is like, what's your favorite summer beer? Mm-hmm. This officially became that. Yeah. Okay. I think n- for me that I know it exists. 
for me, this knocked off another blueberry beer I had on my list from before. Is it Which the one, one? Uh, from the, the Sea Otter? Uh, sea Dog? Sea Dog, there you go. Yeah. Sea Dog. Sea Dog does make a good. I went to the... The blueberry one that, that I went to the brewery once, bro, and when yeah. the, and then when we were up there again, I tried to pass by. The place was gone. Okay, yeah. so I know where there Got still it. is one. There's one in Tampa uh, that is still around, but it's not just the brewery. They have a restaurant like right near it. Okay, um, it's still there because we went to a wedding reception there. Like they actually rented out the whole place and decided to have it at Sea Dog Brewing for whatever reason. And I go to the guy. I'm like, hey, can I just get the original? blueberry beer that you have and it tasted fucking incredible like it's <laughs> if you like fruit like if you like your fruit it's a good if beer you like your beer fruity if you're <laughs> if you're like you know a dude from texas you know who's like hellfire and brimstone then yeah it might not be your thing but for a dude like me that has a wide range of beer tastes i'll try it i don't know sure. bro, i guess what it depends what part of texas you're talking about because i feel like they always are drinking some sort of lager <laughs> i know i don't know Mm. Some sort of sauce. So, Chris, what's your rating on it on this? Because I know what's coming, it's hard for me to give this like a perfect five. Like it's <laughs> it's it's unfair because Better. I know the beauty that is coming like after that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it for what it is, a solid four. A solid four. Okay, solid four. Yeah, this I is give. something I'll definitely put in my fridge. Ken gives it a four. Ken gives it a four. Right. I was going to give it a four, two, you know. Uh, I can stick to that four chart. Uh, four out of five is not bad rating for this uh, blueberry barrel aged wheat. I like it because oh. you get blueberry taste more than anything. And Which then... was what was surprised me at the beginning was the fact that you do get that blueberry taste right off the bat. Yeah. Sometimes you see blueberry written on a bottle. It doesn't one. taste it at all until like the very end and you might right. get like an right. afterfeel and not even that much. And, and it's very weak. Yeah, it's very weak. Do you remember uh, a while back, unbranded, we tasted the salt lime lager? Yeah. So salt lime lager, the one that at least I drank from, I didn't get the salt um, or the lime at the beginning. I got it when I reached the bottom of the can. So, And I think that's really, really hard for breweries to give you a consistent experience, especially if the beer's been sitting on a shelf for a while. True. Which I mean, that's and you always can't my shake concern. it up. <laughs> Well, that's why these when I when I brought these, I'm I'm glad that I light them on their side, mm -hmm. um, and then as the cooler was moved around, whatnot, you know that that stuff is is at least moving a bit, correct? Um, so that by the time we actually pop them open, you have some hope that whatever settled down flavors or may have been hit in the bottom, kind of balance themselves around. Yeah, right. Um, but for a blueberry beer, again, this is a wheat ale, landing in at eight percent. Yeah, that's that's actually. That's I feel like I can I, use it I to like preseason some some chicken wings. Ooh. Leave them in a Ziploc bag for about forty eight hours in the fridge. You know, I can put some you pork chops in there too, <laughs> uh, and put them in a smoker. And you put them in a smoker at a steady two two twenty, and you low leave and them in there for about a good three and a half four hours. The rule of smoking meat: Oof. low and slow. Low I think it will be a, a, a nice tasting <laughs> uh, piece of meat. Oh, loga! You know you no? missed that. Smoky meat, low and slow. Smoky meat, low and slow. Damn! But now that we're what talking about the show, is this? Now that we're talking about Kentucky. You know, uh, other than the uh, good old high roll Kentucky fried chicken joke, uh, uh, Kentucky actually has 
a national park that's not mm-hmm. far off from uh, these breweries. Is it near the Colonel? <laughs> I don't know the exact location of the Colonel's office, but I can tell you that this national park is rather interesting because I walked by this national park towards the ending of August. And when you are hiking through the trails on the outside, yes, it is 84, 87 degrees. God damn. But as you walk in front of the cave and you're standing almost 50 yards away from the cave itself, you have an instant air conditioner coming out of that cave. Nice. Because the temperature in the cave is about 55 steady. That's the interesting thing about caves. Uh, When we we went to, like, for those of you out there that don't know, we got married in Ireland. There was a cave that had the world's largest stalactite formation, which, you know, is formed over thousands of years. Thousands of years. But to get to it, you've got to go like a good 300 feet underground to get to it, to go there. And we went down there and the guy goes, you guys are wearing a light sweater? He said, no, no, no. You need to wear like a full blown jacket. You need, you need to warm up. And <laughs> I asked him, I asked him like, well, what for? He's like, cause it's always cold underground. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that dynamic, I guess. But the guy goes, he's like, in ancient times, this is where people would store their, their in, in this cave, their people would, the too. village people would store their meats and their produce and vegetables here because it's fucking cold. And I'm like, how cold is it? And we looked at the temperature going down. How cold is it? it I fucking, feel like it's a joke. Because- it was 31 degrees down there. Wow. No. That, 31. That is definitely colder than Do we, do we got like the temperature this mammoth gets goes to? I mean, mammoth, it, it's a steady yes. 55. It's okay, in the it's mid, low 50s to mid 50s year round. All right. Um, it's the largest. Let me read this here for you guys. Mammoth Cave National Park is in central Kentucky. In, uh, encompassing portions of Mammoth Cave, the largest cave system known in the world since 1972. Uh, Mammoth Cave is even lo- longer system under Flint Ridge, which is to the north, right? Uh, in order for you to do the basic tour, the short tour is two hours and 20 minutes. Good. The long yeah. tour is four hours plus. That's a lot of hiking. Right. And it's all underground. So it's like different trails? Different trails they have. Like, well, I'm sure it's like longer, but like. I would recommend being there in the morning early because mm-hmm. the tickets do sell out to the cave tours. Um, the cave tour, when we got there, we got there at 930 in the morning and they were already sold out up to almost two in the afternoon. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Uh, the park was established and became a national park in July 1st of 1941. Uh, and it is south of also the main city. You want to go to the Taste Awesome Bourbon if you're out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Louisville. Louisville. Right? But for it being flooded. the name Mammoth Cave came to the park because of how big the caves are. Well, yeah. You can fit multiple semi trucks inside this cave. Hmm. Right? It is enormous. Well, that's like, well, we, we took a cave tour once when we were there in Ireland, and the guy goes, um, he's like, yeah, by the way, when, when you go down this cave, don't drop anything. And I'm like, why? He's like, look to your left, and then you just see an endless pit. Like, you don't... I asked him, like, have you ever dropped... He, he put, it to his, put it to me this way. He's like, we dropped a glow stick once down that way, and we lost sight of it after, like, two minutes. And I'm like, that's how <laughs> deep it goes? And he's like, yeah, it's a really, really big cavern. It's never been fully mapped, but this area is safe. And I go, why do you fucking do this for a living? Like, it's like, oh, where do you work? I work in the endless pit of death. 
There you go. It's like, <laughs> fuck that. Interesting. I don't know, man, but now that we're talking about the outdoor section, I had a the, the real question I was going to bring into today's conversation was, what are the basic tools you think are needed? Basic you bitch. Are to go out there <laughs> into BFE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fuck Egypt. Okay. For those of you who don't know who B, what BFE is, if you're listening. <laughs> um, things you want to take with you. Okay. If, if we're talking about sur- straight up survival, or are we talking about leisure here? Straight up survival. Okay. A flint. That's number one. Okay. Right? So a flint, <laughs> if you want to talk about basic survival, number one, warmth, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothermia okay. can kill you like pretty quickly, right? So if you're in a place like where I'm forced to survive, like if I'm in the forest, I definitely want a flint. Why? Because you can light a fire really quick as fuck. Now, if you tell me I'm in a desert, that being I'm fucking dead, you know, because <laughs> I don't know if I could survive the fucking desert, but um, I would say it depends on where I'm going. But I think standard, if I had to have a standard kit, I would say a flint, a definitely some sort of like waterproof flashlight. I think that would be, imp- and then a fucking shovel for many reasons, because you can use a shovel to like kill an animal if you need to kill an animal and like. Cut, you know, things. cut I ho- things. I hope you can throw that shit like a spear. <laughs> that animal got ruined, son. I mean, machetazo, you know, like straight <laughs> no, okay. to the head. Hey, cool. You, you can, can, sharp- bunny. You can sharpen the edge of it and it turns into a fucking tomahawk. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Just saying. Shout out to my wife. Oh, man. As I was thinking about this thing this morning, I, I asked Hyrule the same thing earlier. Hyrule <laughs> threw me some, some decent ideas, but I was like, you know what? I think you need some navigational tools to start off with that. Compass. So a compass for sure. Maybe you want to have... If you're willing to do modern technology, GPS, global, you know, positioning system um, that relays to satellite, not some, mm-hmm. not your cell phone. Don't relay on your cell phone. Cell phone's only going to give you so much after sure. you lose reception. Um, a physical paper map because you want to have a map of the terrain. Right? GPS and, and compasses are only going to do so much. Mm-hmm. So physical paper map. Uh if you are going to take a water bottle, sure, you can start off with a water bottle, but you might want to take something like a life straw. Life I was straw just about is... to say that. Yeah, the or, life straw. I have one in the car. A like bottle? I have one in the car for you. You never know, bro. You're going to survive in Miami? Papa, why do I have, this ain't a, the freaking why do I have an axe and a machete? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got, a, I got two tomahawks in the trunk. Oh, I got to take you guys axe throwing. That shit was so much fun. Um, um, the life straw, I think, would be a, a great tool to have on you because now you don't have to relay on the water you brought. Mm-hmm. You can just take water from a stream, put it into a bottle, the same bottle you already had on you, and just use the life straw to go ahead and, and drink out, you know. Drink straight. Drink straight. Yep. Right? Um, you definitely want to go out to the outdoors with shoes made for the outdoors. Don't be going out there with no fancy little, you know, Tims and no fancy little tennies that, you know, tennis shoes that you're going to be wearing to, you know, do a half a mile walk. Yeah, you know you gotta. I was just gonna be barefoot. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, if hey, you, look, if, I'm about to fight bears butt naked. Why would I? <laughs> I mean, then, watch prey. You'll learn about fighting bears. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Great. Movie. Or mountain lions. Oh, that's true. Dude, yeah. yeah. Do. Um, and then I think a good knife. You know, you, you want a good blade. That you can use to cut whatever animal or you know whatever meat you're gonna be eating out there to survive. Um, fire starter for sure, and a decent, you know, hundred feet at least of paracord rope yep. that you can use uh, for multiple things. Took a lot of my ideas there. Yeah. 
I mean, you you know, some of these were provided by 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 Hyrule earlier, and I said we did this. I was like the paracord. I was like, because I was like paracord. You need best way to make shelter. So you know. I mean, you could no. also use like you can basically take like leaf strands, like leaf strands, and then turn them you into could, bindings. But it's, it's it's on you already. Less energy you have True. to use. Well, the less energy you have to use, the the more you can use it towards something else, more True. towards hunting, towards gathering, towards. So. I mean, I would want to take a machete though, like a machete for sure, because that that to you that's such multi-purpose. I was gonna say I was use a a buck knife, but. But the ones that have like a flint and that's so you're gonna you can make fires with it. So, so at the same time you're gonna So I have a funny enough, I got it at Walmart. It was super, super cheap. It was twenty bucks. It's a multi-purpose machete that has a flint built into the, the handle. It pops out and then you just literally yeah, scrape it and then boom. Yeah, but how long is that machete? It's about yeah big. So sixteen inches? Yeah. Okay. And it's sharp as hell. Talking about me again. And the, oh, <laughs> so and the and the actual end of it, the actual handle is made of like rubber. So I like you know if you have water on your hands or something like that, it's still a pretty good grip. Okay, not bad. Okay. I took it when we went camping that last time. Yeah, knife. That's why I like a buck knife, just because I need something good to like you know, once I hunt, because you can use you can tie that to a stick, and just straight whoosh, launch it like a spear. You could. Or just like you know, you can use it to cut a stick and just throw it. But that's definitely gonna hit. <laughs> Much. I mean, I think that that's the idea I had also is, you know, a decent sized buck knife that you can just you can use the same paracord rope you already brought or you can, you know, take a look at the nature you have around you and use some sort of uh, vines, vines or whatnot yeah. to tie the knife to a decent, you know, five foot long stick that you can use as a spear True. for when it comes to, you know, uh, spear fishing or any sort of hunting that you may need as you're out there in the wilderness. Um, but those are, you know, basic things I thought of as we were rounding our way into this episode tonight was, what are the basic round tools around, you think you would need? Round around. Hey, chat, what do you think you'd use? Let's hear what, you, what chat has to say. Let's see what chat has uh, to let's say. See, let's see what chat says as we keep going over here. Uh-huh. Now, I would love to hear Other than what would be your Dr. top Pepper. three, or at least one. What would be the one major one for you? You can only take one item, like Survivor style. Well, here. I have the, the good old famous question I always throw is, you're on a plane. <laughs> the plane's going down. Oh, I'm going right. down. Never mind, some of us have a fear of flying. <laughs> plane's going down. <laughs> the plane hits, and you are still alive. Mm-hmm. You can only take three things off the plane. Okay. All right. Exclu- I'm going to eliminate one of those things immediately because let's suppose you found the flare gun on the plane. So that eliminated one of your three. That's likely. All right. Mm. What are the other two items you're going to take? I wouldn't take the flare gun. You wouldn't take the flare gun? Because I would try to set fires. I wouldn't want something that would make fires. And the flare gun, you only, you only have like as many shots as you can. I would try to, at night, I would at least try to like set fires and smoke. Usually and... when you when you get a flare gun, it comes with reloads. Like usually like two or three extra flares. Yeah, that's, that's, that's only two or three. I need, True. I, like for me, if you're telling me that I need three things, that's, that's going to be pushed off. Okay. The side. Based on... The flights that I've been on. So if I had to take something, I would definitely raid the beverage and food cart if it was still there. If it was still there. Okay. It was still there. So that's simple survival yeah, logic so you, right yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. That's number one. You can no- ration it out for... for number two, on most airlines right now, like the pilot itself, 
like in the cockpit has access to, I believe, a sidearm. So I would definitely try and get that if I could. But it, although it'd probably be locked up in like a super strong lockbox. So I'd probably get access to that. And then. Or you find whatever the, um, what are they called? The marshals? Yeah, the Marshall sidearms. Because Mar- they're on the plane. They, got, they don't have it locked up. They have it on them. Uh, and then <laughs> I know this sounds very random, but I would do it. I would try and take as many seatbelts out of that plane as I could. The logic behind that is, is that they are strong. So if you wanted to build a shelter, you can either use it as a binding or you could lift your shelter off the ground like connecting seatbelts. And that's, I'm just saying, like, from a logical perspective, like, if you've ever seen Survivor, like, the show Survivor, a lot of these people that when they build their shelters or whatever, they build it off the ground. Because if you think about it, if that shit floods, or if there's fucking ants or snakes and stuff like that, they're less likely to reach you if you're elevated. Snakes gonna reach your ass no matter how elevated you are. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. The the chat responded. on chat. All right, so we got someone's actually chose the multi-purpose knife that we were talking about. So like a bug knife or machete, something with a flintlock. Went with the paracord. Yeah, you said a paracord bracelet, smart. Yeah, smart. Compact. So that means that's what I have on, on me most of the time, right? Because I'm always like, hey, if something happens, not today, of course, but <laughs> most other days, I always have those different colored paracord bracelets. Yeah, it's like it's fashionable, what and if something how? happens, I got paracord. What are what two items? Because we already excluded one with a flare gun. I know, and I said I'd, I'd give you back that flare gun. <laughs> you give me back that flare but gun. But no, okay, no, I, I have to say with the flare gun. Then I would, I would get the the raft. Because okay. there's always a boat raft. Use that for shelter, right away. You could. All right, I like um, that idea. I would just like shelter and food. Is what I'd go food? for, and then anything else I'll make. So I'll make some type of weapon with any wood or anything around or like. Um, just like, you know, if, if there's animals to hunt, if not, then I'm going fishing and then you're probably going to try to, I'm going to probably try to, you know, harpoon it. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. I think I would already having the flare gun as option A, I think I would look for a decent, you know, 12 to 16 inch piece of metal that I can sharpen. Um, but we have a whole plane. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but. I don't want something that's an inch thick that I'm going to be there, you know, trying to sharpen for half a millennia. So you're saying is you like it girthy? Oh, I want something I can sharpen quick on a on a wet stone right by the stream. If once I find the stream, right, because we don't know where the hell the plane landed. So uh, you're going to the ocean or if you landed in the ocean. Then you're just SOL. Oh yeah. So then, you get, then you're gonna go for the raft. Exactly. That, that, um, then you just see the raft. But I will see, look the raft for... is golden either way for me because I feel like it's shelter, or you either try to row and hope you hit an island. I like the raft idea, but I was gonna go more for the parachute if there was a parachute that you can find mm-hmm. on the plane. And one uh, because the parachute one I can use for shelter, um, for shade. Of. If there's a parachute, yeah. And I, that, that's gonna be a lot time, bigger. It definitely would would be a lot. I mean, better. if you're in a military, aircraft, but those boats that they have are humongous. So like that, you great shelter. Like it, um, and then that parachute already has the paracode rope in it, also. True. So now I can cut True. the paracode rope out, use that for certain things. I can use the parachute for shelter and cover, shade from the sun, and then I want to be. I don't want to go too far from that plane crash, 
mm-hmm. far enough in case anything else blows up. I'm not, nowhere near it. But I want to keep that flare gun handy in case the choppers start looking for the black box. I'm going to shoot that flare up in the air. Yeah. Just, that's how I Dude, saw that's it. That's why I, I would just make fires the whole time. One, make, like, out of sticks, try to put, like, SOS oh, no, or yeah. something like that. You got, keep your, you got to keep your ass warm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm going to build it's a fire. Like that. There's the fire specifically for just, like, you constantly keep it lit and throw it out. So, like, even at night, there's always, like, smoke or something. So, like, why is there smoke there? Exactly. Like, I think that he probably passed, like, maybe a week before, two weeks or something like that. Passed by again, and it's like, wait, there's smoke coming from there. Even in the day, at least they can see the smoke. They might not see the fire, but they'll see the smoke. Or they reported to the Coast Guard or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Oh, bro. That's why That's why I was kind of, I wanted to throw away the, flit, the flare gun because, like, you only have a couple shots. And if they don't see it, do you happen to, like, only see them, like, when they're, like, already past you? There's a shotgun. That, that's, that's gone. You're right. Not shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> the the flare shot. I got you. I know what you meant. As they both, if I'm not mistaken, almost use the same size cartridge. Uh, but moving on here to the next beer before these things start getting warm. And on and on. Uh, we the next to, beer. Which one are we going to? We're going to the classic. Oh. We're going favorite. straight to the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. It my my baby. Give it to I, I can find this baby almost anywhere. It's Chen's favorite. All right. Um, it's going to put hair in your chest, Chen. This one ranging in at 8.2%. So we're jumping up from an 8 to an 8.2. Our Kentucky Ale is aged in a freshly uh, decayed bourbon barrel. Ooh. Uh, it is aged in there for, let me find here because so I can cut this whole entire summary short. It is aged in there for six weeks. Okay. All right. So we go straight from making a beer straight to putting it into the bourbon barrel. Aging in there for six weeks for it to get that flavor, it gets right off that bourbon barrel. Nice. Right. Um, it is the can you guys see here in the middle of this video. For those of you who are actually watching it. Uh, and we're going to go straight to the tasting. All three yeah, of us have had this beer Rodrigo. before. Do it. <laughs> Do it uh, Bourbon now. barrel ale, what's up? Get to the chapel. <laughs> All right. You want it straight from the can or you want it from a cup? Straight from the can, bro. Straight from the can. Let's go for the lata. can. This That's one's gonna right, have Rodrigo. that little tin, that little tin hint. Oh, this is definitely. I'm used, to, I'm used to already getting it from like you know from from the tap. So I know, might as well right? Just try it from the from the. The last time I ordered a the beer tap. there, and you know what place I'm talking about, Mike looked at me and said, "He's like, you're actually ordering an alcoholic <laughs> beverage." Ken wants some, and I go, "Yes, I'm ordering an alcoholic beverage." And he's like, "I'm I'm just so happy," and I go, "Why?" He's like, "Cause you you don't drink at lunch anymore," and I go, "Well." Um, you know, it is my birthday, and he goes, sold, here's your free beer. I'm like, I got Happy a free beer. Happy birthday to me. Free beer, bro. <laughs> free beer is free beer. Bro. Can't go wrong with a free beer. He's like, let me buy you a beer, and I go, absolutely, sir, you may buy me a beer. Now, as far as the color tone, it is not that big of a difference between this. Not at all. And the uh, the blueberry one we just had before. it. I'll go as far to say, because I was reading the label on the blueberry one, it says it had natural flavor, so I'm I'm definitely thinking that they did they infused it with like um, probably some sort of like like synthetic um, like blueberry taste or whatever, probably some like sort of oil or something like that. Um, but it it has almost the same color as the regular bourbon barrel. That's what impressed me. That's why I didn't finish this cup here of the blueberry one because I wanted to see how big of a difference was there between oh. the original. And the blueberry that's right here next to it. 
And for those of you who are watching in, they're side by side, and they're very, very close to each other. The bourbon's a little yeah. more redder, more like a... It does have a slightly a darker bit. tone, but not by but much. Yeah, but not, yeah. Holy shit, you know? I just realized this is out of a can. I've never had it out of a can before. Wait, we just... What? We I just, just opened a can in front of you, bro. How did you not I just, I've never had this from a fucking can before. I've only drank it from a bottle. Wow, this is fucking cool. I love, I love your surprise. Wait, we just said we were going to drink it from a can. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I'm not going to no, lie. I, I, I haven't it had hilarious it from a can the myself. I've only had it from bottles or from draft. Or tab, you know. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the place we typically go have this thing at. Um, so, Check do you, do you feel tonight. any aluminum minor difference? Due to the can or no? It you does know, have a different taste. I'm always going to pick. Um, so just out of, I know this is like off topic for a second, but one of my favorite beers on this planet is Cigar City's Maduro, mm-hmm. which is a like a really, really dark ale. Um, and it only comes in cans. But when we go to Tampa, I always want to go there and get it in draft because it's the only place in the world you can get it in fucking draft. Mm-hmm. Everybody's Cigar City is high lie. Or right. um, there's another one that they have that's super that common. Highlight. Florida man. Florida man. There you go. So like oh, it's Florida it's man. a different taste for me when it's. I have one draft. even stronger than Florida man that I'm gonna send you a name to. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Let's do it. But it is also from Cigar City, and I was very impressed from it. And by the way, guys, if you're ever in Tampa, the Cigar City Brewery, amazing food. The buffalo <laughs> chicken nachos will blow your fucking mind. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Buffalo Hip-hop. chicken nachos. Yeah. Damn. They're fucking. Damn. They're fucking fire. They really are. <laughs> I could eat like two plates of that shit, bro. I really like the blueberry one, but there ain't nothing like the classic. The classic. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the 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 classic. They're for a different type of drinking. I think it's know? like it's like if when you have Guinness, right? Guinness now makes several different offshoots. Give me, but Guinness. to me, the there will never be another like the original. Another. It's it has that special like vanilla and oak. Mm-hmm flavor to it that really gives you that and that like bourbon finish like like but i like it better on draft i will say yeah no i'll I'll say i'll say this right now i don't like it out of a can i don't i like it it in a bottle definitely messes with the because i'm gonna tell you that in that cup it does not taste big of a difference in the cup yeah i would say definitely from the from the can you definitely get that tinniness like it's still good but like the, the normally that vanilla taste you get mm-hmm. it mixes with like it, the metal. That, like you, I've you noticed that it. from a lot of beers that are that have vanilla as an as a main ingredient. It even smells different. The absorbs tin, the tin, the tin or the aluminum kind of gives it a different after flavor. Better, yes. Better <laughs> on my cup, right? Yo, you look a lot better. Yes, a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I know for some people it doesn't make sense. Like I, I'm one of those people that I'm like I'm weird about certain things. Like if you go and you get Diet Coke at McDonald's, it tastes different. Like the Diet Coke from other places. What a no! I never get Diet Coke. Well, I know I'm one of those weirdos that I like diet Unsweet soda. Sweet and diced tea. Former form, <laughs> former type two diabetic, so I like I'm I'm very much into diet soda. So it, it's like when you go to one place, the 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 soda never tastes the same. Like the Coke at McDonald's does not taste the same as the Coke at Wendy's. You, you feel me? So, like, for this, like, when I drink this out of the cup, it does not taste the same as it does out of this. And it won't taste the same if you drink it out of a bottle. Correct. It'll be completely Or out different. of a tap. Or out of a tap. Uh, so much better. So much better so much out of better. a cup, right? 
So that tells you right off the bat that you're getting a additional flavor by drinking it out of the aluminum can right. that you typically don't get there when you drink it out of a bottle, you drink it out of, you know, uh, out of a cup or you get it at a restaurant off tab. So have you ever, have, I'm assuming you've had wine before in your life, of like course. red wine. <laughs> so think about it this way. Like when you open a good Merlot, like a Merlot is one of the boldest Chianti. wines you can get. Right? Not Chianti, Chianti is too sweet. Um, <laughs> I mean, also, that's like that Italian shit. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. But like, if you like, like, for example, like me, I love Merlots because they're dark and they're bold, right? Oh, yeah. um, so Merlots. You got to talk to me like that. Buy me dinner first, bro. Chill. Anyways, um, when you open a Merlot, people just drink it straight up and put it in their in their cup. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You take the cork off and you let that shit breathe for a good three to four minutes. On average, breathe this. I'm drinking it out of the bottle. And they're like, what? The number After one question I get for three to four minutes. The number one question <laughs> that I get is, "What the fuck difference does it make?" And I go, "It makes every difference in the world." Think of it this way: It's been sitting in that bottle for God knows how long, right? You're introducing fresh oxygen back to it, right? right. It's gonna modify the flavor. So when people tell me, "Hey, why does this beer taste different in this can as opposed to the cup?" There's way more oxygen that's allowed into the drink than just, is allowed through just here. Just in the serving process. Correct. All right. Correct. Just in the serving process. And then if you let it sit there for about 10 seconds before you even start drinking it, which is the average time. I mean, it sits there more than 10 seconds on average when you order it at a restaurant. Because the waiter needs to bring that darn thing back to your table. If they're good, they'll open it in front you, of I've you. I told you guys yeah. the story about what happened to me with Guinness, right, in Ireland. Lady got hammered? Well, I mean, I've, I've got, <laughs> dude, true story. That, that, that part true. we know. That trip, I drank at least minimum, bare minimum, forty-five to fifty pints of 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 Guinness. That's a lot of piss. So the that's I know, a Friday night <laughs> in one sitting alone. I must. <laughs> I had like I had nine of them in one sitting alone. Right. So the first time I went there, it was Karina was doing her hair because she had to like test out the the fucking hair artist or whatever, <laughs> and. Me and my father-in-law look at each other. We're like, well, what the fuck do we do for three hours? And we look at each other and there's a, a bar across the way and we're like, let's go get fucked up. Right. That's exactly me. And my father-in-law is like the the champion of, of bourbon and like fucking like whiskey and shit. So we get across and the lady goes, what would you like? I'm like, all right, let me get a Guinness. She pours it about three quarters of the way. And like an idiot, I grabbed it and I put it in my hand. This lady with the most amazing and most beautiful amount of savagery with a beautiful right hand goes bam smacks it out of my hand the drink goes fucking flying not giving a fuck in the world and she says you will you will drink this beer when i hand it to you and i go i i look at her with the most straight face and i go ma'am with all due respect i have a half chub right now straight up half chub right now that is the i'm like ma'am buy me dinner <laughs> true story so long story short she says to me, the proper way to serve a Guinness, we have to have a Guinness episode, by the way. Would love that. We serve it three quarters of the way. We let the phone go down and then we put another shot on top. It changes the flavor. And I said, okay, no problem. And it fucking does. So much so that I educate our bartenders at this place on how to do it properly when they fucking serve that shit all savage style. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Like, sorry to get the, off topic. The, normally the ones that do it right, they'll, they'll leave it. They'll let it sit for a bit and then they exactly. come back and they go. Exactly. Anyways, continue. Damn. So she smacked the, the ones that really, really know how to do it. Know how I to make literally, the clover. like, I told her, I'm like, man, my nipples are hard right now, and I have a half chub. I'm like, this, <laughs> was, that was the sexiest. My nipples, though. She smacked a drink out of my head, and I loved her for it. I was like, you know what? Damn, that's sexy. Let's do it again. 
But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Like that. All right. <laughs> the glass broke like and everything. It was that, fucking awesome. Like that. Savagery. Savagery. All right. Okay. So Savagery. from a one to five. Oh, or from a point five. <laughs> from a point twenty-five well, to a five. Four point seven five for me. That's a fair. It is almost perfect. But you know, it's it's Damn, bro, Harry, you made it hard, bro. Damn, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Literally. Oi. I don't know, man. It's a hard Chen, what call. Do you give it? It's a hard call for me because I really love this Wait, beer. What? Damn, Chen's giving it a 3.5. Oh. <laughs> I th- the way I saw the seven first, I'm like 7.3. I'm like, Chen is five. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Rodrigo goes, in some, Guinness is better with a slap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So. This is the classic, you know, this is like your, uh, your, you know, just usual, like, I'm going to go ahead and say 4.5. 4.5 is, it, it's still a beautiful beer and it's one of the, my go-to beers. It's just, I can't give it a five. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see something else, you know? Damn, bro. So it's que pasó por I don't know, man. I, I've always really liked this beer. That's stout though. And if I'm not mistaken. Man, it's still one of my faves, you know? I have already rated this beer before, and I, I, after today's drinking of it, if I'm giving it an upgrade, it's going to be an upgrade. If it's already there, then it's still already there. But I'm going to give it a five. This, for me, is a five. I expect no less. All right. <laughs> I love this beer. I think this is a beer I can use not only as a beer I would like to drink. I think this is a beer I can use for so many different recipes. When it comes mm-hmm. to aging something in a Ziploc bag with some beer, I gotta say this is also a beer that I introduce a lot of newbies to. Yeah, because the flavor they drive like, oh, but this is higher proof than other stuff. But be careful. But it, 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 but have you seen the reactions though? Like that, like we've taken a few people to lunch. Like for those of you out there who don't know, like that's kind of like our ritual. Like when we accept somebody <laughs> into our into our circle, we take them out to lunch to to drink with us, right? And the reactions that we get are like oh my god where has this been all my life like or like holy shit this is this is amazing like the thing about this brewery is that they're so low-key is that they don't have advertising everywhere like your budweiser's and your miller lights and all that bullshit the piss water i mean i'm not gonna lie i didn't know about these guys until hiro i think you were the first one to show me this beer actually i I was drinking it actually the first time i tried this beer true story was when i went to lunch with you for the first time yeah welcome Five, it was like yeah. six or seven years ago, some shit like that. I, I hadn't always seen it there. They were the one with the most plainest, most simplest tab handle. And I was like, because our bartenders always try to get me effed up. And that's, I was a, like, that's, Bro, a, that's a tall order. If, if you. your tab handle is that simple and that, you must taste like shit. I don't want you. But <laughs> the one day you were like, here, try this. I was like, dang, yeah, this, you're about, I was like, try this it. ain't bad. <laughs> and then you order like let me get and then now, after that i've never let it go <laughs> one thing that i will say though if if you're eating at the usual place that we get it on draft because to find it on draft is extremely hard not yes. many pl- pl- places have it i would definitely recommend this because i know it has that sweet aftertaste try it with the buffalo chicken sandwich that's all i'm gonna say it, <laughs> it's actually nashville, prime steak it's gonna say nashville hot but you can ask them to sub the uh the buffalo sauce i was gonna say prime steak or no, no, i want that what now I want that. Now you want that prime steak <laughs> or that buffalo chicken? Buffalo chicken, though. Oof. Fuck yeah. The other dish this goes great with, and it's not really a dish, it's actually an appetizer, is steak loaded nachos. Ooh. Yes. 
All right. I typically go for the chicken loaded nachos, but I had the steak loaded nachos for, for the first time not too long ago. Your cholesterol level must have went through the roof. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I got a massive food coma going on right now. I mean, that's like anytime you go and eat there. Anytime yeah. you eat at BJ's, like you're just going to, you're going to feel like super like tired afterwards. So I stopped eating there for a while. Couldn't help it. I switched to salads. <laughs> Sweet green. Good God. Mm, you became a herbivore. <laughs> no, no. Chill. Chill, chill, chill. Chill. I mean, the human, the <laughs> human's supposed to be an omnivore, but shit, I must have been born on the wrong side of the crib because I'm definitely a carnivore. I see. I love my meat, but I like mixing things. I like little greens. I like little oh. meat. I like. <laughs> no, I'm definitely a carnivore. I love my fucking red meat. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of which, I got to tell you all about a, a restaurant later. 27 out in the south on South Beach at the at the freehand. If you like meat. <laughs> Some beautiful pork. That just sounds wrong, bro. 27 freehands. Over at South Beach. It is a restaurant. Hey, 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 hey. It is a restaurant called well, 27. Know. It is based at this uh, drinking establishment called the Freehand. It is, Aye. it's a, it's a hostel. It's like Aye. a hostel, but at the bottom Don't of it, they have, with me. Uh, no, it, <laughs> they, it, the restaurant, like it has the best pork belly that I've ever had in my, in my life. Oh, it's bro, called, me hungry again, bro. it's called Grillo. <laughs> it's called, it's a, it's based on a Haitian dish called Grillo and Piclis. It's what it's called. And Big it was least. fucking amazing, dude. Aye. And not only that, I had some amazing baller-ass smoked short rib from there. All right, guys. So we got a 3.5 from Chen. 3.5? 3. 3.75. 3.75. <laughs> All right. So he you. Unlike me that I saw seven Chen. points. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to leave my bourbon barrel ale at here, right? a five. Chris, you gave it a 4.5? Of course. It's one of my favorites. All right. How are you giving it? A 4.75? Yes, 4.75. 4.75. That is not a bad average for this beer. Um, Next up, we have Pumpkin Barrel Ale. A barrel-aged ale brewed with Kentucky bourbon sourced pumpkin, richly spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, Ooh. and allspice. This robust, limited-release seasonal brew makes it for a flavorable sipping beer to slowly warm up. With some weather cools. Oh. So, is it cold enough in here for us to have this shit? We <laughs> shall find out. I mean, it can, I put, around. can I put it in a latte? Can I put I a shot of fireball not? in it? <laughs> I still have fireball in my freezer. <laughs> fireball in the coffee is awesome. No, oh, yes. No, fireball in the pumpkin. Fireball in the pumpkin? Yeah. Jesus. You ever had, like, pumpkin nails with a shot of fireball? And then you freaking coat it with um sugar and cinnamon. What's that? Woo! What's that beer? Like pumpkin pie. What's that beer that Mike served us that one time with a shot of? Oh, we need to get Mike in an episode. In I know. We will. We will. I know. I feel like it's gonna be the, these same three individuals plus Mike. Yeah, guys. For for those of you who don't know out there, Mike is our our go to bartender at our our favorite establishment, which is BJ's Brew House, and he's been serving us our. And serving our alcoholism for the last like ages, ages, or ages, <laughs> ten years. He if left you temporarily for a little time, but he came back. You know? But we followed. Well, I followed him there. I yeah, know, I, I went know. over there two or three times while he was there. But I didn't. Nah, I was never. It's not your spot. About, it was, it's that definitely not spot. your spot. That's more of a KC restaurant. KC. Yeah. KC, our friend. It, yes. KC. KC's also been in an episode before. Yes. Yeah. With yeah. us. Yeah. 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 He was there for Dragon's Milk, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should make this little KC chair for when Mike's over there. 
Because Ed, he, I don't like the way you rubbed it. I know. What the hell are you going to do to Casey? He rubbed it with a little, oh. All right, bro. Let's get this pumpkin barrel L out of this cooler. Oh. Shit, Damn, them bottles are all the way at the bottom. Shit. <laughs> I saw you struggle. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Damn. You feeling full, huh? Shit, now I'm hungry. <laughs> let some out. Chicken nuggets. I got to let some gas out, bro. Better out and in, I, I mean, say. if you got to rip one, rip one, bro. It is what it is. No, it's ripping out the attic, not out the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be tooting around here. <laughs> Trust me, my gas pipe's locked in. <laughs> my gas <laughs> God dang. <laughs> if I let one rip out the gas pipe, all three of y'all gonna die. <laughs> oh, oh man, I love this shit. <laughs> oh man. Never a fucking dull moment. I feel sorry for Chen. You know, <laughs> like he, Chen light the incense. <laughs> he's gonna need at least ten of them. Poor Chen. He's like, bro, these motherfuckers just farted in the podcast and all that. <laughs> this is not that type of podcast. ASMR. All right, where's the? You gonna go straight to the bottom? Yeah, straight to the bottom. All right, then I guess me and Chan are splitting up this one. Pumpkin barrel ale. Good God. Because this other one's already semi-warm. Holy shit! It's ten. It is ten percent. Yes. Oh, I forgot that minor little detail when I read the description. So you saved the best for last. Of... <laughs> I don't know about last. Okay, hold on. Let's do the smell test. I don't know about best. <laughs> I don't know All about right. best neither. So Chan, you want it in a cup or in a bottle? So right off the bat, you can smell. I just want to taste. You can smell the seasonings. Oh, here, like the, here so you, can taste it out there. you can smell the cinnamon and the the allspice. You can smell the spices directly from it. Like, I think that's really rare for a beer. Like, for a beer, like to smell the actual seasoning. Oh that, wow! Right. If I'm smelling it that clear Ooh, from the pie. cup, this is like pumpkin pie right out. I of know cup. it smells like I just made pumpkin pie. Now I want to go make pumpkin pie. Babe, go get the stuff. I'm going to make pumpkin pie. No, it's chicken pie pie. I know. It's my chicken pie pie, Kenny. I'm trying to say pumpkin pie. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, did he just throw up a five? He <laughs> just Did he just throw up a five? five? And, and five I haven't even tasted any shit yet. God dang. That was Woo. quick. Wow. Chen threw up a wow. five? Chen wow. Chen threw up a five like that. All right. Wow. Damn. That's kind of sexy. <laughs> It smells great, bro. This is a great smelling Ooh. beer, and I haven't even. Oh my god! Ooh. Somebody get my wife on the phone. Somebody get my wife on the phone. Be like, babe, go pick this shit up right now. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I need more of this when I get home. <laughs> Folks, oh, super <laughs> smooth that for a ten point ten percent. That APV. is. Folks, when I tell Ooh. you this is like a beautiful fall Thanksgiving in a damn bottle, it is exactly that. Exactly that. There were so many pumpkin beers to choose from. I am so glad I went for Kentucky Bourbon Barrel first. <laughs> so let me let me give you the breakdown from what I see. I'm going to go ahead and say, number one, they kept to the traditional logo, which is nice. <laughs> right? And they just changed the color, which, you know, gives you the pumpkin color, whatever. I feel like you're... you're, you're when someone gets really drunk and they start looking at the bottle a little too much, <laughs> like they, they Bro, start looking at it. It's like, when you, <laughs> it's like when you were a kid, you didn't have a cell phone. Like, hmm? You sat on the toilet and you read all the labels in the bathroom of the fucking toothpaste and the hairspray, bro. No, I did. I did. I just took my shit and left. 
I mean, not me, bro. It takes me a minute, you know. Just you know, gotta increase the fiber. I was just like, Mm-mm, and I just hummed to myself and then leave. So hold on, we have a question. The question is, is it heavy on the pumpkin? To be honest with you, Rodrigo, I'm gonna go ahead and say that all. it is not heavy at all. Not at all. What you do taste yeah, the most of are the spices. Yeah, the spices you definitely get that cinnamon, cinnamon spice flavor that's in between that alcohol slash the pumpkin flavor. Those are the lower two ends, but the spices in between are definitely like you what taste you them, taste. But that they're first. not, they're not. You're not getting punched in the face with pumpkin. That's why I feel great. like I, I went straight to a pumpkin pie in a bottle. It's exactly pumpkin what pie. it is. Yeah. Minus the, can you guys Uber it? <laughs> nah. No, but we're gonna need an Uber after, no, Uber after, we, dry, after we get out of here. <laughs> uh, I can Uber your ass over here, though. Yeah, <laughs> that individual who asked that question—that's what I was about to say. I was like, Uber your ass over here. <laughs> we got to get him in an episode because that is gonna be Marcelito. That's yeah. gonna be live entertainment right there, bro. We're gonna have a bunch of corona. We had live entertainment last episode. I feel <laughs> if we get, bro, if I got him. Him and Rodrigo together would be live entertainment. <laughs> That'd him, be fun. Him and Ocho. Cae Ocho. Shout out to Ochizi. I miss you, homie. Ochizi, if he was in here, that would also be live entertainment. Who else can I throw in here that I think would be like live entertainment right off the bat? Damn. I don't know. We got to surprise them, man. I know. Dude, you gotta, Even though half these people don't know the people that we bring in. Exactly. These Still. guys, we're talking about our our Our, our people, our our people friends, that we know. Our friends our that squad. we know. Our squad that we typically would uh, have this type of drink with. If I feel have. like if I, I bring... I think I know the perfect guest. If I bring Old Faithful in here. Wait. You're talking about what I think you're talking about? If I bring Old Faithful into this episode after we just had the other two Old Faithfuls in here last week. <laughs> if you could get him on the episode... Which would be fantastic, Jim. If you could pull that off. Ah! Nah. Nah, I don't think that would happen. When I tell you he is one of the most kind, like, low-key individuals with comedy. No, it's just it's just a distance for him. I know, it's too much, Porecito. But he, he would be a freaking blast. Yeah, he would be. What if we got Gabe in here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cracking on him all day. <laughs> He I love my, making fun of games, so my, I, 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 I wouldn't know what I do if I see him. Every just, time I see him, I just go up to him with the hardest face possible, then I get close to his ear and I whisper, Jewish uh, <laughs> And you know what he says? He looks in my ear, he's like, I love you. <laughs> I miss that guy. Uh, would you put a tomahawk in a one liter Ziploc bag with a little bit of this beer? Mm-hmm. No. I don't know about a tomahawk. So, but the thing is, tomahawk, tomahawk steaks are so meaty. Yeah, this, I don't know if I would put in a. The thing is, is that tomahawk is so expensive. You have to be really gentle with it. I've made one in my life, just one, and the sear that I put on it was too much. Like it came out a good, like it came out medium well instead of like a medium rare. Honestly, a tomahawk steak, if you're gonna cook it. I wouldn't use beer on it. Like, just keep seasoning simple on that. But that's just me. What meat you think you season with this? My meat. No. <laughs> uh, my, hey. my man meat. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking like chicken or something like that. I have a good recipe for y'all when it comes like when it comes time for that. Some like roasted chicken. So, I got a message here on the side about the comments we just said a second ago. What was I that? saw it popped out on my iPad screen. <laughs> Please share with us. 
someone up there in that chat says, bro, I will be up for that 100% if you were to bring in Ocho with both Rodrigo and Marcelo. Dude, I will <laughs> enjoy the shit out of that. Let's bring him in. OTZF, baby. He says uh, Ocho will be the awesomeness of the comedy here. <laughs> I think he would. Ocho's going to be how? like, you played yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> I think he's going to play himself if he comes to my episode because I'm going to make sure I have the highest APV shit I can have. <laughs> That's the Snake Venom episode right there. Oof. Oof. No, that one. That one's only selecting six individuals. Those Dude, six heads I already have counted. I can't wait for that episode. No. those those. That's going to be... And guess who's going to try to get it for him? Who? Bertner. That's not surprising. You know, what, <laughs> like, Bertner is one of those people that you know for sure is has some sort of black market connection. He has some sort of I mean, person. After he took down that Hennessy last episode, I was like, damn. If, if I needed to hire a hitman, he would probably be the first person that I would go to be like, no, hey, let's not put that out there, peeps. I'm just saying, like, he, he like he could definitely get That's you true. like a stolen TV if you wanted to. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so well for those of you watching, as you can see, the bottle on the cup right next to it is empty. It is amazing. So it what, was what's a very your, good beer. What's everyone's uh, rating on this? I'll go first. You know, well, Chen already went first. Chen already Second. threw a five. <laughs> he already, Chen, he already Chen, Chen threw a five like that. Chen, bro. Chen, five. Chen didn't even wait. So it tells me that Chen loves Thanksgiving. You know. There you yeah. Go. So me, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. You know. Because it's definitely one of those hot eating holidays, you know. I got greens, beans, potatoes, but you know, everybody knows the song. I think this would also go great with like honey baked ham. Oh hell yeah, for this sure. This beer would go awesome oh. with honey baked ham. By the way, the honey baked ham smoked chicken, amazing. Try it. Shout out to honey baked ham. Yeah, mm. you were saying that skit, and like there was another one. They had a remix on it you with name like it. Dominican one with Tonio skits. Oh, <laughs> tell me there's Mofongo in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do let? <laughs> I was like, what? It was like, they're both going back and forth, like black. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give it, and I know this is probably brutally unfair, but I'm going to have to do it because that stout will still be my favorite of all time. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.25. Four the only reason I'm giving it such a low rating Bro, that's not low. That's that's the smell. Ken, I can hear you. What the beautiful thing about the beer is actually not the taste for me. It's the smell. The smell was an add-on feature for me. The taste itself was awesome. I like that I'm getting a similar taste to what I'm smelling. Mm. Right. I definitely smell the cinnamon right off the bat before you even taste it in. Uh Definitely tastes like pumpkin pie. Yeah. In does. my opinion. It does. Uh, and all the spices needed were all there. All right. So if I had to really give this a rating from the quarter to a 5.0. You give it the quarter. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a four and a half. That's uh, fair. 4.75. That's fair. I'll give it 4.75. I mean, how many beers have we rated 5.0 on this, on this podcast? Not like, many. Not there's many. Only, there's only been very few. There's been <laughs> one for me. And that's uh, Fluff or Nutter Butter. Fluffernutter. Uncle Fluffernutter. Uncle Fluffernutter. <laughs> that was a good beer. Because that's because you love stouts. I, I am you know? I am prejudiced when it comes to stouts. I love stout beer. You know? So I would say my rating on this, 
for me, it's like a four, four point two five. Okay, I'm between okay. them. Okay, maybe more towards four. Like, I like it. I enjoy it. What you was it? What was it that you gave it that kind of rating? It's this thing about drinking, like, I guess the way drinking is like, I can't drink too many of these. Like, I feel like kind of like, but I, I think mean, this nobody is a, can drink more. I, I agree with you yeah, on but that. I, want, I think this, for the taste that you get but it's from a, it. It's a good taste and everything, but I, I'm probably going to drink like maybe one or two and then not going to drink more than that. But yeah, I know how much I drink. So if I'm only drinking one or two. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I was aiming for more for the two to three, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Now. We turn this drop a fireball into this motherfucker. Oh my god! So you want even more I, cinnamon in it? Somebody got fireball, but they will make it taste like pumpkin pie. With this, if you drop a, a shot of a fireball whiskey into this, it's beautiful. It's it's literally. A pumpkin now I might pie. be able to take more than two or than than two, <laughs> and I'd be like, bleh, bleh. just watch out for the hedges on the way out. For real, yeah, I will watch for the hedges. <laughs> 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 that poison, Papa. That poison. Oh man! All right, not bad. So we went with four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. We went with a five over here. We went with a four seventy-five for me, and we went with a four and a quarter. Four, or are you gonna give it a four? four? The four. Four. And all Chad right. Give it the five. So we, if we give it all summed up, average of what we all gave it, which it's landing in at that four seventy-five, four and a half. Not bad. Four and a half, four seventy-five out of five. That's a darn good beer. <laughs> Gotta go burn. Right. <laughs> now to switch it off a little bit, I wanted to conclude this episode with something else from Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> but this one will kick you in the ass. You know, you know, I definitely was oh. like, yes, we're doing this. We All go. right. So I went with Titan Buffalo bubbles. Trace. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. God, right. we're not gonna survive this. Okay. All right. The ancient Buffalo Terrace carved path through uh, the wilderness that led Americans, uh, American pioneers and explorers to the new frontiers. One <laughs> such trail led to the banks of Kentucky River, where Buffalo Trace Distillery has made its bourbon whiskey. So let's go ahead and let's taste out some good old bourbon whiskey that's been more, been made for now for more than 200 years. All right, tight your bottles, We're definitely going to have go. to do, though, because this will be the first liquor that we have here. That's true. We have That is true. This is the not. first Well, well, you know, we had the poison, but that's like a mixed drink. This is our first, there's like... Wait, you had Natty's? I didn't catch that. That was at the end of the episode where we had Bertner and Pops. Oh, shit, I didn't and realize Elizabeth, that. Elizabeth, yeah. yeah. I was like... Oh shit! I didn't catch that part. We had the caprienne, caprienne, caprienne. Your, your wife's alcohol, your wife's alcohol is deadly, bro. Bro, he was feeling really great after that show. It, what was funny was as you saw, Chad was feeling Richard amazing. It, he was like, "Hmm, hmm." You know what the scary part of your wife's alcohol is? Can't taste the alcohol. Exactly. It hits you. That in the is the whole nuts. point. That is the whole point. Is so that when you know. Some other individuals we know who were sitting in a, you know, four foot and a half high high stool <laughs> at a bar <laughs> was being given. Oh, so here's some juice. Here's some juice. Here's some juice. Sammy's even saying in the right tone. Here's huh? some juice. <laughs> and he got up to ask, where's the bathroom at? His knee started wiggling. All right. <laughs> he had to recalibrate himself before he took his next step. 
All right, guys, let's pull out some Buffalo Trace here. Let's oh, go God. straight to the source. Oh, so we got to cheers this. So. All right, we're definitely cheering this. We can move the beers off the camera here. Let's put that beautiful bottle in front of Put this beautiful bottle right here. Buffalo Trace is such a good whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. This is something you want to have in your your uh is something cabinet. that I love having hidden on my shelf. Now, this is something that I can have as a mental reset. I love seeing that bottle. Uh, Chen, you going to try this out? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chen. Chen always tries it. All right. Buffalo Trace peeps, just so, for those of you who are listening in or watching, ranges in at a 45% APV. Oh, oh. All right. Put a hair on your nuts, bro. Or hair on your nipples. Oi. Oi. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. Yo, just do, just I'm do, never gonna forget that day, bro. Just do like one finger, bro. One finger. Papo, what the? That oh, is one finger. Papo, that is like two shots. Uh, I'll give that one to Hyro. Look, yeah, give that. I'll to, take it. But that. just be aware, the cups have lines on them for a reason. Exactly. That's that's the shot line. Oh, that's the shot line, bro. It's right over. It's yeah. a hair line. I'm fine with it. It's a elephant I don't know hair. About y'all. <laughs> it's a elephant hair over the line. Don't worry about it. No, it ain't. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That that's, that's the line. That's fine. No, you drink it smooth. It would be better if it had some ice in it. Start it a little bit. But... Hi, my name's Hyro. Everything is a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, you drink this slow. You shut up. Click. <laughs> so right off that the one? bat. Ted. Right off the bat, just from smelling it, you get that maple syrup, like kind of like smell from it. So you know it's gonna be sweet. But All right, again. gentlemen. All right, towards the middle. Let's cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. First uh, bourbon whiskey we're bringing here into the studio. All right, for the resurrection of the smoke machine. Is that what the cheers for? All right. Hey, uh, just give me a. Want to resurrect that smoke machine? Just for Porata, he loves that. For all of those that are with us and all of us that love us and all of us that are no longer with us. Damn right. Rest in peace, Mima. Oh. Ooh. Over the lips, past the gums. Look at the tonsils. Here I come. <laughs> Over the lips, past the um, Wow. So, I've never had Buffalo Trace. Okay. It's fucking delicious, ladies and gentlemen. So, I would go as far to say, have, do you guys like old fashions? Have you ever had an old fashioned? Indeed. So old, old fashions. So, I recently took. I mean, look at him. He's prehistoric. There you go. So, I recently took my wife to like our anniversary weekend we spent at the Standard in Miami Beach. And they have this little bar, right? That's only open from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m., right? The 6, 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. or 12 a.m., whatever. I see that, Chad. And. They served me one of the best old fashions that I've ever had in my life. This shit should be in an old fashioned. It's oh, they definitely do make it with an old fashioned. I've never. Most of them use uh, what's it called, billet or? Well, you can choose. Like, like this definitely. You can is tell used them what to put in there. Honestly, this is incredible. Yeah, like, you could you could change something a little different. It has enough sweet. Like, for whiskey, I mean, I, I know we usually talk about beer here, but, like, let's talk about whiskey for a second. What's well, about brews. 
I mean, we do, that's right? Not, so not that's why we named it Brews, because huh? it can be almost anything. Oh, I can't wait to have the vodka episode. That's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait for the tequila episode. I'm looking forward to that tequila. You know, you know who, you, you know in, who right? wants to come into that tequila oh, episode? Ernie. Ernie wants to oh. come into that tequila episode. He's definitely, I'm ready. I, I know the, the exact tequila is to Ernie, get him. Ernie is my hero when it comes to alcoholism. But, you know, and then Austin seems to have uh, picked up a lot on tequila during 2020. I mean, he really? works where we work, so it's like, of course. I so, mean, alcoholism that's is, good, you know. So honestly, out of I've I've tasted a lot of different bourbon whiskeys, like mm-hmm. especially over the last few months, like it's become my <laughs> new obsession. Like my new go-to drink is an old-fashioned. Um, with whiskey, you definitely want to get smoky, sweet, vanilla, um you know woody type favor like flavors or and whatever that has it all it has it all it's beautiful that it's, has all of it there is nothing more that i could change to this whiskey or anything like that to make it perfect it's already perfect i give it a five you gave it a five motherfucking right. five so motherfucking five, five we got a five from chris we got a four and a half four and a half from chen what are you gonna give it her chen why a four mm. or five buffalo chase it's just okay, fair. So smooth. Okay. Hits the tongue so softly. Hits the back of the palate. Just strong enough that you're just like, mm. Mm-mm-mm. It gets a 20.25. No, I'm kidding. Whoa, <laughs> no. what the fuck, bro? <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, this, uh, I don't know. I feel like we need a different ranking system for, for liquors. I mean, whiskey, like hard liquor as a whole. So you want to go from 1 to 10? I feel like it deserves like a 1 to 10. Wait a minute. Total episode idea. Shitty shitty, uh, dollar store liquor. (laughs) Like Everclear or Flor de Caña. No, 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 not Flor de Caña. Moonshine. Aguadiente. I I already became traumatized after last episode. Next time I go to Bama. Shitty beers. I mean, Steel Reserve ain't that bad. Steel Reserve. For loco. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Steel Reserve was not horrible. <laughs> Steel Reserve was not horrible. Chen does not. Chen's like, what the fuck are Chen you talking about? Is, Chen, is Chen's of, flipping the hell out here on me right now, but I'm gonna of, be honest. Was the, I felt like I had those sugary notes at the end of that beer. <laughs> that sugary notes. Tastes you know? like freshly washed ass. <laughs> Freshly ass washed sugar cubes. Oh, that's too funny. Aguardiente, there you go. Fire water, fire water. I have aguardiente. Flor de caña is not that bad. Brugal is rum. Just to let you know, I have a liquor cabinet full of brugal. Liquor that we I always got touched. brugal in the house. So when you guys are ready for that, the liquor episode, holla at your boy. And right, I got the right. babanco. Ma- no, Mama Juana. Juana. Mama Juana apparently is that thing that you drink when you want to get a girl pregnant, bro. Like when you want to get it's like, an aphrodisiac. Bro, that's apparently it's made right because that that that's apparently like never it's made like right. it's like dick fuel or something. I don't know. Aphrodisiac. Dick Papa. fuel. Wow, we're going. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> but Hiro, made what? right. It Hiro, takes nine to twelve. What months. is Mama Juana? So Mama Juana is rum and wine and other um spices. So it's like fifty percent wine, fifty percent rum, and, and it's then cured. There yeah. are specific roots. <laughs> yes, there's specific roots. There's specific roots from what you I bury visually it. saw and learned the day that they did it. It exactly. You bury it. You bring it up after a few months. You pour something else in. Did you just you say a few it. months? 
Yeah, bro. I it was takes, told, I was it takes about days. nine to twelve months to make. Real mama Juana takes a long time. It's not something that you just like mix and like here's a mama Juana. Real mama Juana actually takes time. People who make it for real like bury a bunch of them. Yeah, but that's why they bury a bunch so that bro, next year they have. That fig- it figures why the one that I tasted tasted like shit. So. Yeah, because that's they just have like the spices. They go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Pyro. So let let me ask you a question: Was the original developer Mama Wana, uh, or creator, (laughs) or whatever you want to call it? Damn. Okay. Are we programming now? (laughs) Was was her name Wana? And then he just said, Mama Juana. Mama Juana. Because that's exactly what we've been doing to Juana. So, uh, the, it's funny, like, half of my girl's family keeps telling me, like, oh, if you guys want to have a baby, just have Mama Juana. I'm like, what does it do? Does it make my fucking swimmers swim faster? Does it make my dick larger or something? I don't know. Does it fucking shoot out, like, my nut, like, a fucking, like, machine gun or something? Like, please tell me exactly how this works. And they're like, it just works. It turns you into Big Bobby. Oh, yeah. uh, you bury one or a few per month because like it's, they they just like but if I you have like, it set right, I feel like you that would be some. difficult as hell to do here in Miami because I'm gonna have to get a pickaxe and break some coral rocks. Yeah, Miami, Babo, I do that in my house. Like we've already like we have the holes. Like, you already got the holes. Yeah. I. You reuse those roots. If I don't break the bottle. <laughs> But normally it's done in like those old like nice like looking like it's not even one from like like a bottle that you buy is well we we do looking like pirate bottles and stuff (laughs) by the way put a little bit of the um, pumpkin barrel ale well one to ten Chen one to ten whoa put a little put a little bit of this in at the the end of the buffalo trace it gives it a very very good taste. So Chen gives it an 8.5. 8.5? 8.5 out of 10. Wow. wow. Okay. What is Chris? <laughs> I mean, Buffalo Trace, I'm going to give a 5. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, but we're Wait, going from five. 1 to 10. 1 to 10. Oh, 1 to 10? 1 yeah. to 10. Because it's not, it's a liquor. It's not a, a not a beer. Um, So when we talk about bourbon whiskey, like, I have a lot of different bourbon whiskeys that I love. Um, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark is whatever. Like but it's a it's a good like go to for me it's my go to when I, when I was like mm, give me some makers because sometimes it's, they don't have like I'm gonna give else, it, like, it's a good go to because it's easier to find yes for those of you who are listening in and are going to go try to find the Buffalo Trace I can I'm gonna already give you the pre warning it is not easy to find no correct I've, some places have it where I've, we like to go there's been multiple to journeys to Total Wine and they don't have Jack and the reason mm. is because every time shipments come in they maybe only get three bottles. And people right. buy them quick. And it goes quickly. And they sell out fast. The thing about bourbon whiskey is also, like, how aged is it, number one? Also, so, how how is it aged? Because there's a lot of different whiskey. I don't remember. It's not exact, about the when, but the how. I don't remember the exact <laughs> name of this series, but there's a series on Hulu you can look up that is specifically partnered with Buffalo Trace. Really? And Buffalo Trace is the mother company of other whiskeys and other bourbons that are that. out there. It's not Jim Beam. Um, no. Or Jack Daniels. Um, <laughs> Jim Beam is my, like, I just need Jimmy, a bottle of something a nice, there. Right next to me. A nice side note about Buffalo Trace is that it is a bourbon. Bourbons are only made in the U.S. Yes. They They're are. not made anywhere else in the world. Um, and every single, every single time that these things are barreled, they're barreled in at 160 proof. 
and they're aged for four years. So you have four winters, four summers, Correct. four springs, Correct. four falls before they are then bottled. Some of them are aged for longer. Of course, the longer they're aged, the more expensive the bottle is. Cha-ching. Right. The, <laughs> the, and the neater it is also. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but if you do look on Hulu, I don't remember the exact name off the top of my head. I would have to look it up for you guys. But there is a series around the company, Buffalo Trace itself, and how they make, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Neat. N-E-A-T. To have it neat. That's, that's why I... Yeah, I know mean, me. that's the way it should be. And that's the I way it should be. I almost anything neat. Uh, but it is a great series. I learned a lot from it. These guys never go into a barrel that's already been used. These guys always are aged in a new barrel. So they like the new barrel and then having it like soak up. So it, it's kind of like, the... it's, it's like Jameson. Like when you go to the Jameson distiller, distillery, they only they only use brand new barrels and then what they do with the old barrels is just basically give them to like beer companies and other exactly. like rum companies or to use them what they've also mm. started doing for those of you out there who like barbecue and smoking stuff in a barbecue is that in occasions they chip up these yeah, barrels, the barrels and they get the wood and they make them into oh my god that's, that's or, sexy or chips yes. and you throw this on top of the charcoal and it gives the food such a different flavor. Where can I buy this? Um, I was at Bass Pro Shops just recently, and they had uh, not Jameson. What's the other one that you find all the time? Uh, wow, I'm having a brain fart here. Really, this Buffalo Trace Jack Daniels. Out. Sounds like Maker. Uh, Jack Daniels. There you go. I do it. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. They had Jack Daniels chipped up in pieces Ooh. for you to be able to throw right on top of the charcoal. That's beautiful. That's still. That's yeah. still throwing that. That like. So Dude, that over if you haven't right. already tried this before, that is something to look out for, bro. All right. So going back to my previous question, one to ten, Chris, hit us up. You know, I like it, but I'm not going to say that it's the best I've ever had. I'm going to go ahead and give it a You're nice 8.5. No one's going to ever bring me down. <laughs> You're the best. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. Okay. 8.5 from Chen. 8.5 is high. All right. 8.5 is not a bad number. Where are you from 1 to 10? Bro, it's hard, bro. It's, uh, oh, man. I think I'm in the, I'm in the 8.59 range. I'm I'm going to be at the 9 with Buffalo Trace. I think, yeah, I'll give it a 9. Sure. Give me a 9 on my whiskey. Two nines, two eights and a half. Sorry, man. All right. But that's, that's 8 and a half. That's 8 and a half, 9 out of 10. That's not bad. That's why the, yeah. it's a little different. I feel like we have to expand it for whiskey just because, like, the flavor balance and stuff. Yeah. It goes a little past the five. Five beers, fairly simple, you know. It's like also they got a longer, them, crazy. It's also but, a longer uh, making process, right? It takes longer to produce this than it does to, to produce yeah, your you give it a longer rating. Extremely, <laughs> like, whiskey and Ooh, all, shit. like, all hard Ooh, liquors shit. take <laughs> way longer to produce than a fucking beer does. Beer yeah. you can make over the course of a couple days. True aged whiskeys can take. That's what I feel years like. It needs months. a ten, and the points in the between. So, like, it has to be on a I ten like, scale. Agreed. Yeah. But let's let's then also look at this for it being a ten scale. This right here is a standard four year aged bottle, right? If you were to be drinking right now an eight, a twelve, or a seventeen year aged bottle, mm. this would be totally different. Your boy got some cigars at home. I oh, know uh-huh. this would be great. <laughs> so you would dip the end of the cigar in in a shot of this and just literally, literally let it savor <clears throat> all night. That would be incredible. 
the My Cigar Crew. Shout out. Um, no. That's that's my thing. I love cigars too. No, Chris, you said you had a barbecue recipe that you. Oh, okay. You that you were interested. Oh, give it to me. So I'm actually going to give you a different one, because for the episode we talked about beer the most. Have you ever heard of beer can chicken? Yes, we okay. talked about it before. So beer can chicken is on paper. It looks easy, but it's not right. So we're going to use this for the beer can chicken. You wouldn't survive. No, I know you wouldn't survive that. That's like I know we're talking about beer. So because you gave the recipe last time. The point of beer can chicken, folks, you know, just to let you know what that is, is you get a whole roast chicken. You're going to go ahead and use whatever favorite rub that you have. I recommend, um, you know, like a Montreal steak rub, you know, a barbecue boys rub, something like that. Um, anything with like heavy, sweet, spicy accents. Me personally, I'm very partial to the barbecue uh, seasoning that they have at Trader Joe's. I know it's weird, but I like their seasoning. Trader Joe's, it. Trader Joe's seasonings are Yo, actually Trader Joe's got some good stuff. Yes, so not the, everything, but you the know barbecue got. seasoning that they have at Trader Joe's, you get a whole chicken. Um, there's even a funny name for it. it's called spatchcock. I don't know exactly why they call it spatchcock. <laughs> Oi, um, but. Basically, you get this whole chicken, right? And you're going to go ahead and put it with a beautiful rub. And you're going to let that marinate for about a couple of hours, right? At least minimum, I would say four to five hours, right? In the fridge. You're going to let that just sit, right? And then what you're going to do is, number one, if you're cooking on gas, you need to make Mm. sure that you monitor the temperature. Your favorite bubble? You lost me there, bro. Gas is, it's more common <laughs> because it's easier to use. Oye, yo cocino, yo cocino sin gas. Sin gas. Yo cocino sin gas. So, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna cook on gas, you need to make sure that you monitor the temperature very closely. I would say about 250 degrees for a minimum of three to four hours for a whole chicken, right? Now, on the flip side, if you're using the right stuff, a.k.a. wood charcoal, you know, Ooh, shout out to my charcoal-loving people. 100%. And that's the only way to grill. What's up? But that's also more difficult to maintain that temperature. It is. So... You got to be on top of that shit. So charcoal, if you're going to use charcoal, you definitely want to use not... I think you're not, making Chan salivate. Oh. <laughs> so you're going to want to use wood charcoal, not briquettes, right? All right. Let's... let's. We got to wrap it up? Yeah, we... we we hit it a little so long story short over the time long story short you're gonna shove the beer can up the, <laughs> up, up. I love, long story short shove the beer can in his ass you gotta yeah, shove it up your ass <laughs> you're gonna shove the beer can up the chicken's ass and you're gonna let it sit on your charcoal for about three to four hours uh with the lid closed very important that you leave the lid closed and about three four hours you have some of the most juicy and delectable chicken that you've Aye. ever had in your life and you can use it for just about anything. And I mean sandwiches, pasta, on a sandwich. Mix it with your favorite barbecue sauce. You're welcome. Amen. God bless. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so we tried three beers and a bourbon. All yeah, from bye. Kentucky. All right. Huge shout out to Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. For sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's the Lexington Brewery and Distillery Company. There we go. The Lexington Brewery and Distillery Company. I wonder what they <laughs> distill. You having trouble there? <laughs> yeah, it's a little tongue twister, bro. Um, I haven't had anything from their distillery, but I'm curious what they got. 
I know. Um, well, we'll find out a little. And more. then to follow it up with the good old finishing it up with Buffalo Trace, also from good old Kentucky. And then we had the high roll side joke of KFC. No, we didn't have any KFC. <laughs> no um, KFC today. But for those of you following us tonight, thanks for uh, following us on Outdoors Brewers and Barbecue. That is it for tonight's episode. Y'all have a good one. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Take care. Thank Don't you. forget to watch us on YouTube. God bless.